yeah. Welcome to the Weekly BJ Podcast, starring DJ BJ, a.k.a. Arabian Night, a.k.a. The Sultan of Sweat. He's 6'2", 225, coming straight out of Milwaukee. And now he's living a dream in Malibu, answering your fitness questions. That's right, even the stupid ones. Yo, BJ Gador with the Weekly BJ Podcast, and today's episode is called The Inaugural Friends Weekend. I just had one of the best weekends of my entire life in my 37 years on this planet, reconnecting with some of my best friends growing up. We went to a Packers game against the LA Chargers in LA, and I just wanted to talk about this whole concept of how we're trying to do this now on an annual basis, and I want to challenge you to do the same with some of your friends if you don't already do something like this. But first, before we jump into the episode, I wanted to take a couple call-ins and voice messages from some listeners. BJ Godore, this is Uncle Dan in San Francisco. I just had to leave you a message and say thank you. I just listened to your I Want to Be a Better Husband podcast, and wow, what an incredible listen. Thank you so much for sharing that. It it really touched me, and I know it's going to affect a lot of your fans. Thank you. P- please keep all that coming. I-, I love all the fitness stuff and your shorts, and I love these kind of life podcasts that you're sharing. Um, Yeah, I-, I do consider myself one of your number one fans, even though I haven't told you I want to eat out your butt. Uh, so... That was really funny. Um, But uh, thank you for sharing. And uh, I look forward to all of the stuff that's ahead, especially the one with your brother. All right. Take care, BJ. Uncle Dan, thank you so much for the message, man. I also appreciate many of the DMs and emails I got from many of the listeners who listened to that episode. Uh, Made them really, uh, some got really emotional listening to it or really connected or, uh, related to what I talked about. And that's really why I wanted to share it. You know, in the, over the course of my career, I have had this dilemma of like, am I just supposed to be like this fitness guy? And the whole joke, obviously the real listener knows like the whole muscle man joke. But like over the years, I try to share something else, you know, and they'd be like, oh, stick to fitness, just worry about pushups, you know, that type of thing. And at the same time, like this is my podcast. So I guess I'll talk about whatever the fuck I want. And I have experienced a lot of shit outside of the gym. In fact, the gym, even when I was obsessed with it, the gym was always the smallest part of my day. I'm an entrepreneur. I, I, I run a business. I, I'm a husband. I'm, you know, I'm trying to become a better friend. I, there's a lot of things going on in my life, just like you. So 
if I have experienced something that I feel my listeners can benefit from hearing, even if it's uncomfortable for me to talk about, or it's outside of my quote unquote specialty or trade or craft, you know, I think it's worth sharing. And again, if you don't want to listen to that stuff, you can just listen to the fitness stuff and skip these. But this is the stuff that I'm actually really passionate about talking about with people or sharing because uh, this is life. You know, fitness uh, is really not that important in the grand scheme of things. But Dan, I appreciate you so much, man. And by the way, you don't have to offer me a rim job to be a big fan. So don't worry about that. I know you, you've been with us for a long time and your support means the world to us. And I uh, appreciate you more than you can know, man. All right, here's another one. Hey, BJ. My name is Avi Dizik, originally from New York, actually the Bronx. I uh, moved overseas about 13 years ago, became a trainer about seven, eight years ago. Found you because I had no equipment, and I found your book about bodyweight exercises. Joined the site a couple years ago. I've been working more as a trainer now. I always do a lot of other things like massage and taking care of little children. But I really appreciate all the effort you put into the, uh, into the workouts. I use a lot of them in my training for myself and for my clients. I really look forward to the new workouts every, every month. I appreciate all the um, podcasts you've been doing as I listen to them as I go to and fro in my car. Thanks so much. Peace. Yo, Avi, thank you so much, man, for your message, for your continued support, for buying Your Bodies, Your Barbell, a book I wrote over five years ago, still available on Amazon. Really, I, I made that with the goal of trying to make fitness as accessible as possible to people and teach them that, yeah, there are more fun ways to train than just body weight. You know, there's lots of cool training tools out there. And eventually, you want to invest in all the good stuff and fun stuff if you're going to make this a lifestyle because you need to keep things fun and fresh and keep things exciting in the gym, whether it's at home or uh, a commercial gym that you're going to. But showing that there's a systematic way you can get better, build muscle, burn fat, boost metabolism with just your body weight equipment free is very empowering. And I appreciate you supporting that book. And obviously becoming a member of the dailybj.com for the monthly workouts that I do. And obviously, um, you sent this message to me after episode one-on-one, which is the method of behind the madness, where I talk about all the thought that goes into the workouts I make. And I'm actually was kind of surprised, frankly, by how much positive feedback I got DMS and other, other messages, uh, from that episode. So I'll keep doing it. Uh, I guess it's kind of hard for me, man. Like at this point I've been making content for so long. I really don't know what the fuck people really want anymore. You know, um, I know how to make good content, but I don't know really what they want me to talk about as much anymore. So it, it is really helpful to get these reminders from like true fans, like you guys, you guys and gals, the listeners to this podcast, the, the ride or die people. And, uh, so it helps a ton and, uh, I'll keep trying to make my content better and keep, keep it going. And, uh, your support means everything, Avi, keep doing your good work and, uh, keep showing up and keep making a change. All right, let's get into the episode here, the inaugural Friends Weekend. And those listening on Anchor just heard one of my favorite songs. It, it's like kind of cheesy and corny, but also fun and killer beat, Friends by Houdini. Also on my BJ Ghidorah's Ultimate Workout playlist on Spotify. Be sure to check that out. Fire for workouts, driving music, whatever. <clears throat> and uh, we're going to talk about this awesome weekend I had with my friends, and I really want to inspire you to do the same. You know, I, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's fortunate and unfortunate. I now live in California. My friends live in Milwaukee, Chicago, and Missouri, St. Louis. So 
and they're rooted. You know, they're rooted there, and, and honestly, now we're rooted here. So, you know, the people that know me best are just so far away. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. And, and on top of that, <clears throat> I was so obsessed with my shitty fucking fitness career the last 15 years that I really became a shitty friend. You know, I, and I told my friends this, like we were in a group text message and I, I to me, the, the, the time of my life, I was so obsessed with the business that getting these texts during the day when really they're just like a, a nice break from, you know, the work day and just connecting with friends to me, they were like a distraction. And I, so I ended up like fucking, not only would I not reply, but I ended up, you know, uh, like blocking the, 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 the caller or the, the contact. So they, I would stop getting these, these updates throughout the day. Cause it was so annoying when it was just these people that loved me and cared about me trying to reach out and stay connected. And so it's not easy for me to admit that because, uh, that obviously makes me look like not a great person. And, uh, at the same time, it, it's a fact. I'm going to always tell you like it is here, even if it doesn't make me look like a good person at times, but I'm a work in progress. And, uh, part of this episode is me trying to reconnect with the people I love and, uh, try to make up for, make amends, frankly. And, uh, hopefully this weekend went a long way towards doing it, at least from my standpoint, one of the best weekends of my life. We had a blast and, you know, I actually got this idea and I'm not saying it's my idea. My friends might like get pissed when they hear this. But uh, I'm not exactly sure how we agreed on doing this, but I, I got, this was first put in my brain because my barber, shout out to Easy Cut It at Razor's Edge in Thousand Oaks. He gives me the freshest fades and beard lineups. Love that guy. And he had told me he's a Dallas Cowboys fan, which I always laugh about because it's been, it's been a tough go since the mid-90s. Let me just put it that way. And the Packers did put a whooping on them this year. But he had told me that every year, his friends are Cowboy fans too, and every year they commit to going to a Cowboys away game at a new location. And it's something they look forward to and plan every year, and it's always a great time. And I was like, wow, that sounds fucking amazing. Because part of what, you know, there's lots of things that connect me with my friends from, you know, I knew these people from grade school. Uh, and we went to high school together, and, you know, we stayed connected in college. Had a lot of common interests, you know, sports, music. We just had that vibe. We vibed together. We spent so much time together. They, I knew them before anyone else did, right, in today's modern society as adults. And, and the same for me. They knew me before any of you did. And surely we've all evolved and matured. But uh, I think this weekend was a really nice reminder that at the core of who we are, not much has changed. And uh, there, I guess there are pros and cons to that. But... <clears throat> It was just a really great uh, idea, this concept of like reconnecting. And, and we also are huge Packers fans, huge fans. Like I think most of us are shareholders and we would watch games together and we would scream when things went well and we would scream and cry when they didn't. And so it was just kind of a fun thing to do. And we thought we'd start this year because I just moved to L.A. or California with a, you know, coming, a Packers game in L.A. And I the year before with my wife, Naomi, we went to the Packers against the Rams. And there's just like a beautiful situation because it was like 60 to 70% Packers fans at an away game. Like we stole the show and we ended up losing, but it was a really close game and it was a really fun game to watch. And it was, uh, even though like the, the, the St. Louis Rams fans, I'm sorry, St. Louis, 
<laughs> that honestly, that was an honest slip, by the way, but I'm sure that's going to enrage LA Rams fans. And that kind of explains why when there is an away game, like sometimes the, the away team has more fans there and it's their home game. I'm sorry to, to actually have to say that out loud, but it's a fact, but you know, it's a fun rivalry. Like we're not going to kill each other. You know, sometimes it gets fucking crazy at these games, but it, it was in good fun. And we wanted to do that this year with, with my friends. And so we, we went to the LA Chargers game and I'm going to get into this more because uh, it was basically a Friday, Saturday, Sunday situation. So I want to talk about each day and it's kind of funny because we had a plan for each day, but in reality, things didn't necessarily go as planned and we still had a blast. But I think it also relates to the fact that we're now in our mid to late 30s. So I think those listening of that age or past that age might might find that funny and I'll get into that. But uh, the LA Chargers game was was something else. Uh, you know, the 80% of the attendees, by the way, were Packers fans. I mean, I walked through the whole stadium before the game and all I all I saw were Packers fans. It, it was incredible and, and it was so devastating because of the how the game turned out, which I'll get to, because we all showed up and we got fucking embarrassed. But anyway, so we started on a Friday. And the plan on the fr- on Friday was to do, you know, two of my friends were gonna be coming out and the third one ended up making it later in the night. We're gonna do pizza, Chinese takeout, video games, and a movie. So we got the pizza, but then we called the Chinese place. It's called Kaizen in Malibu, by the way. Incredible Chinese. We had just ordered it a week before. And I had the best egg foo young of my life. And we had like egg foo young, uh, mixed uh, fried rice, which has like the, it's, it's called the Kaizen fried rice, which had uh, beef, shrimp, pork, spring rolls, uh, the, uh, the noodles. I don't remember the name of the noodles. You know what I'm talking about, the... Fried noodles? How am I forgetting this? Senior moment, sorry. But just, just delicious food and fresh, not not too oily, unreal. But we call it and the number is just like, it's just, it's ringing and ringing and ringing. All of a sudden it says, uh, this number is no longer in, in business or it's not, this number is no longer connected. So I'm like, oh, this is impossible. Like maybe they just have a phone issue. So Naomi ordered the pizza, and then I, with my friends, we drove and we went to Kaizen, which is about 15 to 20 minutes away. We also grabbed some chips and some diet sodas and all that stuff, some some treats. But we go to the Kaizen, and we see a sign on the door. It says, out of business. <laughs> I'm like we, had just, like, we had just ordered a week before, and the food was incredible. Like, the food tasted so good, I was like, they'll never go out of business. But <clears throat> just a com- common trend here in Malibu, by the way. It's really hard to, to for local businesses to thrive in this area because there's only like 13,000 people and it's a very touristy town. People, Even people that own homes, they only come for the summer and then they, they go to the other locations other times a year. So there's just uh, not enough consistent customers in the area. So local businesses really uh, have a hard time. And apparently, I don't know if that's exactly what happened to Kaizen, I'm assuming so. We know nothing about it, but... So the Chinese food was uh, was not part of the plan, just the pizza. And we got home, we had some good pizza, had some fun. But of course, because, you know, two of my friends are dad, busy dads with careers, and they're also on central time. So two hours ahead, and they were, they were falling asleep. And then one of my buddies had an edible, and uh, it was the indigo. 
So he was out on the couch. He got in that brown couch I've talked about before in past episodes. And, and that was it. So, I, we, we, you know, I was joking and making fun of them at the same time. Like, you know, we can't even fucking watch a movie. It was like 9, by the way. 9 p.m. And they're like, maybe we should, you know, <laughs> one of them goes, you know, guys, maybe we should just get some rest tonight and just get mentally and physically ready for tomorrow. And I'm like, wow, this is, this, this is, we, this has changed because, you know, we'd be able to do, can we at least make it to fucking midnight? But, you know, we haven't seen each other in a year, but I get it. They're tired. And it was actually a smart decision because we had a great Saturday and they were well rested and any sort of jet lag was, uh, was gone. But I just had to laugh at the fact that we couldn't even fucking stay up Collectively, we couldn't stay up past nine to watch the movies, and obviously the video games didn't even come into the equation either. But uh, just a great time. Like I, I look back at some of my ba- my favorite memories are just those pizza nights, man, where you watch like fucking three movies, play video games until your eyes f- fall out, eat great food, and just hang out with friends in someone's basement. I mean, th- you you will not find a better time, in my opinion. You know, at someone's house with with your good friends, just having fun in, in that simple way. It was just a great reminder of how, you know, because everybody thinks you got to go do crazy vacations and you got to spend a shit ton of money. And it's like, no, you just, you got to find quality people you connect with and you can just be yourself around and who elevate you and elevate the conversation and just want to have fun together. And it was also a big reminder to me too, one of my buddies, I'll call him Chase Levine, just for identity protection. Uh, Like he and I love to eat and we both have great taste in food and, um, we both had edibles together and it just reminded me how much I missed like eating good food with him and having laughs and just, you know, the connection we had. So that was Friday. Everybody got some rest. Saturday, the plan was a two-on-two hoops tournament in Malibu at the Pepperdine University Courts, which by the way, if you are ever swinging by, the, like, I don't know, maybe the best free basketball court in the world I mean, you have you have Pacific Ocean views, you have palm trees and mountains everywhere. It's the most scenic, beautiful thing ever. And usually when I go, there aren't anybody, nobody's there using the court. So it was just incredible. We played for two hours. And uh, we were also then going to have, uh, which I get to, Masters Oceanside Steak Dinner. Uh, in reality, on Saturday, the mission accomplished. We did everything we planned to do on Saturday and more. Uh, really just an incredible time. But it was just, the basketball was funny. And it kind of reminded me a bit of, the uh, that Adam Sandler movie with uh, the dude who was, was also Paul Blart and you know a bunch of Chris Rock's in it. I think Grown Ups. Just you know the how thing things have changed a bit for us physically, but not necessarily in a bad way actually. But uh, we probably could have played longer. After about two hours, I I even said to the guys, you know that's probably good. I think if we do one more, if I did one more, it might like impact my recovery for tomorrow or might get so sloppy or someone's going to get hurt. So, uh, you know, muscle man had to, had to step in as the personal trainer coach and, uh, shut everybody down early for some load management. But the first two games I paired up with my buddy, Chase Levine and the other two guys who I would call Kosmin Arashad and Prue Dalen, <laughs> by the way, Prue Dalen, I've talked about before in the podcast, already so I'm, I'm curious if you guys will recognize that name <laughs> it looks awful on paper it sounds even worse when I say it out loud Prue Dalen but uh they're the two dads so Prue and Cosmin are the two dads and Chase is a bachelor and I am married but we, we still have no kids besides the two boxers 
So we paired up. Uh, it was it was Chase and I, and then the two dads uh, together. And like, if I'm being completely honest, like Prue was he, he's an incredible athlete, amazing football player, played football for Yale, and uh, you know he's got like I think four five forty yard dash speed. He consistently tested. Like he won the Elite Dog Award several years at Yale, which is like the, the best all around testing and you know lifting, running, conditioning, that type of stuff. This guy's like a serious fucking athlete, but he's a terrible basketball player. So knowing that, and then Kosmin, I for all I knew, he hasn't played basketball since high school. And then my buddy Chase Levine, he's like the Jewish Steph Curry. All right, like he he is the single best three point shooter I've ever been around. Like I spent time with, I mean, and I, I shit you not. Like when this guy gets going, I mean, there was a point in the games we were playing where he made about fifteen out of twenty threes, and, and they're not like you know they don't bounce around or like they 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 are the the net snaps it's splash. He's got it like that. He he's, he always has. He he would drop thirty point games in high school, uh, just from threes. He made like eight to ten threes in a game. And he and I, because we played together, we won conference senior year. Uh, I would basically, I do a lot of post play, and uh, but I would set a lot of picks for Chase, and you know, it was just we had a nice little synergy. So we're like, we're gonna fucking destroy these guys. They're two dads. One of them sucks at basketball. The other, for all I know, hasn't played since high school. And of course, with a twist of fate, they win the first two games. And if I'm being completely honest, you know, um, I even had to tell. My buddy Prue, who is, you know, he's not only bad at basketball, but he he brings a football rugby atmosphere to the basketball court, which is very uh, offensive to some and, and dangerous to many. So I had to be like, look, dude, I love to bang. You, I know you like to bang. We can bang. But like these other two dudes, you know, they can't handle that shit. And we don't want anybody to get hurt. And frankly, if, if I get hurt, you know, I can't feed my family. And he's like, okay, okay, I'll relax. And, and he was... He was great. And I think it's because he's a dad now. He has to realize, like, I can't be a total fucking animal because, I, you know, I could kill my kids. <laughs> um, and he's the best dad you'll ever see. The stuff, like, this guy, this guy, he takes his kids to karate. He, he does the same physical culture that his family taught him growing up. He's applied it to his kids. And it's just, it's really beautiful to see when I, he sends me videos of, of like, his, his son in karate and like doing crazy physical feats in their backyard and the playground. It just warms my heart because uh, like I could not imagine a better dad than him. And the same thing, by the way, with my other friend, Kosmin. What an incredible father and family man. Just to see my friends that, you know, I saw as kids and just the the men they are today leading families and, and, and raising beautiful children and being great husbands it, it just warms my heart. Um, at the same time, I thought we were going to crush them. I thought Chase and I were going to, like it was going to, and they won the first two games. And I wasn't going all out because I didn't think I was going to have to actually, you know, really D up or, or actually do stuff. And I didn't want to have to like go into the fucking low post and just body people up. But they won the first two games and they made this big mistake. They started talking shit. Even Prue, who's a terrible basketball player, was kind of feeling himself. It was really Cosmine that was talking the most shit. Uh, so I looked at Jason. I said, okay. <laughs> I mean, we already gave these first few games, but we're just going to go, you know, hit me in the post. They double. I'll pass it out to you. Hit the three. And we'll do occasional pick and roll. But it was just, let's just go back to the basics here. 
and then we won the next three games. I think two of the games it was like uh, 11 nothing, and, and maybe they scored a point in one of the games. Uh, I forget, but it was just – it was a uh, redemptive performance. Uh, at the same time, I, I was still humiliated. I still am today humiliated that we lost the first two games. But then my, my buddy Kasmin tells me he's – you know, for the last year he has a personal trainer – and the first 10 to 15 minutes of his training session, he shoots, you know, they play basketball. And, and basically this guy just like passes the ball at all his spots. And he was, he was like slicing threes. And Prue, sorry, Prue, Prue Dalen, who I've never seen make a shot before. I've actually, I, I look back, I've never seen him make a basket. This motherfucker was hitting threes. He <laughs> won, I think, the first game they won. He didn't dunk, okay, but this is the closest I could, you could get to posterizing someone with a dunk while being a layup, and he and he did this on my teammate Chase, and to win the game, and it was just like, and his knee was like, he put his knee right in his fucking gut. It was just, it was so funny, and and uh, but it was just a great time, like two hours of. I looked at my, I had my Apple Watch on, by the way, twenty four hundred calories gone from two hours of basketball with my best friends. Didn't even think about it. Like, so this is like, if we live together, once a week we'd be doing this together. So that's what kind of sucks that we're so far apart. So we just have to do, to make great effort to like once a year commit to doing this and stay connected. And then, you know, via text, whatever, uh, you know, stay connected until the next meetup. And hopefully we can meet up more often. But, you know, this is when I talk about like physical culture. You know, we couldn't do this at this time in Milwaukee, because it's too cold. You can't play outdoor basketball in this year, uh, this time of year. Uh, at the time of recording this, it's uh, late October, early November. So we couldn't do that. But like in California, it's it's always warm. It never rains. And uh, we would be doing this all the time. And it was just a reminder again, like fitness is great. Structured exercise is awesome. But nothing is better than getting together with a group of guys or gals, especially group of guys or gals that you love and enjoy and that you can be competitive with in a good way without killing each other and getting an activity. And it was just, it was so much fucking fun. I can't even tell you. And I missed so many fucking layups. Um, I've got to get, I've got to just start playing more often. I think I'm going to try to get into a league again because I just love playing basketball. And um, it's just a lot of fun, man. It's just, it's one of the best workouts. I I think basketball and boxing uh, are the best workouts ever. I I really do. Soccer's there too, but... uh, I think I just I've always preferred basketball just for my size and everything else. But just a reminder, guys, that you know if you can find a way once a week to just get outside the fucking gym and have fun and find something, find a competitive outlet that uh, not only just burns calories and improves your conditioning and everything else, but like it gives you a reason to keep going back into that gym to jump a little higher to get your legs under your shot more, you know, all that good stuff. But it was it was just a lot of fun, and uh, then we went to Mastro's Oceanside uh, Restaurant in Malibu for a steak dinner, and it was good. I I will say uh, I prefer I got the porterhouse, and I'm a big steak guy. Um, I don't do it as often as I used to. Like it'll be once a week or maybe twice at most because I I want to be responsible and not eat too much you know uh, beef in particular, but. Um, animal products, and I try to get more plant protein to my diet, but I'm a carnivore, so um, that's never going to change, and I, I love porterhouses, but I prefer the Capital Grill porterhouse over the Mastro's porterhouse, but it was just uh, my, my three friends, my little brother came into town, and we spent the last week with him as well, and it was just, 
I'm coming off like some of the best times of my life at the same time. And it's just, it's amazing. And my wife was there and we just had so much, so much fun stories from the past, reconnecting on some things that have been going on recently at work, family, etc. And, uh, but we, we had a lot of good laughs and, uh, it just, or, you know, it's one of those things too, when you, when you're only seeing people or hearing from people through text, you can't cover all the shit, right? It, it just takes too much time, but none of us like to talk on the phone. So just the beauty of getting together and just there's so many things I didn't know that were going on in their lives. And it was just so fun to hear about it. And, you know, uh, when you have friends that you grew up with and you can talk, you can talk about the past, the present, and the future. You can talk about life. You can't do that with everyone. You, you can tell people about, oh, uh, you know, this happened to me when I was younger, but they were there. Or they, they maybe they didn't know exactly what was going on, but they, they saw other things and they have context that no one else, nobody else will have. These people are literally like uh, some of the most valuable people to you in your life. And I lost sight of that in, in search of, you know, the, building my career and trying to develop the perfect lifestyle for my wife and I. And uh, really, I mean, I've had, I've had no real guy friends uh, since, since college, if I'm being completely honest, besides my little brother. It's just been my wife and my little brother mainly because uh, I... I've kind of always had this no new friends mentality and I know I'll never find the friend, like the friends like the friends I had in high school. And uh, we, we keep a small circle. We're private people and we're kind of uh, recluses or hermits. And uh, it was just such a good time and I'll, I'll never forget it. You know, just the beauty of just getting together with people you've, you've loved and I don't know, I, I guess I'm kind of speechless in some way. It was just so much fun. And, and if you're someone who is Missing this connection, I, I'm sharing this so you can reconnect, because I, I I didn't I forgot how much I love these guys and how much I've missed them, and I and I hate myself for letting it get this far. Where like we're we're 37, 36, whatever the eight collective ages of the group, and it took us this long to finally fucking do this. What a, what a mistake! But we're gonna try to do it every year from now on. Sunday was the main event, right? We're gonna go see the Packers play. And the goal was at dinner, we're talking about, you know, the Packers are, because I, I, I remember their 96 season when they won the Super Bowl. This is like the Reggie White, Brett Favre, Dorsey Levins team. Like this team was stacked. We had Desmond Howard, like at every level, offense, defense, special teams, we had like MVP caliber, game-changing talent, playmaking talent. And it was, I think they were 13-3 and three that year. And there was one game in particular, they played at the time, the, uh, these, was this was it the St. Louis Chargers? God, you Chargers, figure it out. Where the fuck are you going to be long term? But we played the Chargers. It may have been San Diego. I think it may have been the San Diego Chargers. And it was just one of those games where like, oh, it's clear. The Packers are the best fucking team in the league. It was like 38-3. to Just from start to finish, we just punched them in the mouth and showed them at every level, every phase of the game, we were better. A superior team. I'm like, this is what tomorrow's going to be at, at dinner. The night before, I'm like, this, I, I think this is what this game's going to be for us. And it turned out to be the exact opposite. And we blame one of our friends, uh, Chase Levine, because he's like, Chase Levine is a super fan. He goes to every Wisconsin Badger football and basketball game annual. He went there just for school and his family went there. And there's just like this huge tradition in his family. They never miss. It's just, it's it, honestly, it's a beautiful thing. Um, 
it can be annoying to outsiders who can never go to a game because it's like this motherfucker's always at the game. If there's a big game, he'll be there. And he's met all like he's met Michael Jordan and Walter Payton and their family. Just they have this beautiful uh, culture around sport and Wisconsin sports, and it's a family affair. And uh, it's easy to be jealous of that when you can't make it to the games or your family isn't interested in that. But he's that dude. But we joke because it seems like anytime. Chase Levine is at the games, you go with him, they fucking lose. And of course, we, we lose not only in uh, grand fashion. This was the worst Packers game I've ever seen in person. They punched us in the mouth from the beginning of the game and never stopped. We came in, you know, thinking we were the shit. And this 3-5 and five team just absolutely destroyed us. The two ends, defensive ends, like Bosa and someone else, I forget. They, they were just nightmares all day. Phillip Rivers... Maybe one of the most underrated quarterbacks in history, honestly, if you look at it. Sliced and diced us, and, and we just came unprepared and got our asses kicked. And it was probably top five worst performances in, the th- in my 37 years as a fan. Just devastating. I was like, you know what, fuck it. I, I, at, at the end of the third quarter, I'm like, let's just leave. Let's just go have some food together so that we don't we can at least have some time before uh, they have to go to the airport and leave. And uh, I just couldn't watch anymore. It was so bad. And, and frankly, you know... 80, 80% of the fans there were Packers fans. And they knew it was going to be that way because that's what happens when you play an L.A. football team because of displacement, etc. don't really have a, a true natural native fan base. And uh, I, I, as a shareholder, I was uh, not only embarrassed, but I, I, was, I felt disrespected because, you know, we came out here, they, they flew out here, and, and that's, what you, that's the fucking performance you put on. Anyway, but, you know, any given Sunday, and they ended up, coming back and beating Carolina the following Sunday. So right into, I guess we're still in the driver's seat, but I'm still feeling a type of way about that game. But I was with my best friends and we had a great time and we talked about a lot of things and I had a great dinner with them before they left. And, and closing, I just want to take the time to just tell you about my friends and how amazing they are because uh, I forgot. And uh, it was great to be reminded of that. And if you're, you're an idiot like me, I want you to uh, remember and reconnect and uh, make amends. Chase Levine, I already said the Jewish Steph Curry. He's also like Milwaukee's Ari Gold for Montourage. He was always our money man. Like we'd have parties or pay-per-view events and there'd be a $5 cover charge. And uh, Chase's father uh, was was a banker, a local banker in Racine. And, you know, he, he just, he was the money man. He'd always handle it. And it was just... He took it off our plates, and we knew he would handle it. And it's just funny now because the guy who used to handle the $5 cover charge at our parties, okay, has from the bottom worked his way up. I'm not going to say how much money he's handling right now in wealth management, but let's just say that one of his clients has 82 million reasons to be a happy motherfucker on a daily basis. And my friend who started at the bottom of where he works is now handling that amount of money from a single client. And he started with just $5 pay-per-view cover charges. And what was funny, I was trying to compliment him, and I think he thought I was making fun of him because, I, you know, especially guys or boys or whatever, you know, how we show affection is like we come up to you and then we punch you in the fucking stomach. Or we make fun of you or whatever else. So I think he had never, I never really complimented him. And like, wow, BJ, BJ is not only a terrible husband, he's a terrible friend. And uh, I guess you're not wrong. But 
Uh, I'm trying to make amends. And I, I was really genuinely complimenting him. And like, he got really uncomfortable. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I think maybe initially thought I was insulting him. So I had to keep kind of reminding him, no, dude, like I, I really like, I, I just respect your fucking grind. You, I mean, he could have gone into, he could have just gone into the family business. But he's like, you know, I want to make my own name. I want to make my own path. And he's, he's done an amazing work. And like, he is like elite, elite level wealth management. And I'm so proud of him. Like my, my, my friends are high level motherfuckers and I've seen, I know who they were before any of this. So I, I just, it, it's, it's kind of like condescending to say I'm proud of them, but I am like, I'm proud of what they've accomplished and I'm proud to be their friend. And what's so funny about Chase Levine too, is that, you know, so I, my father's a Muslim from Tunisia He's Jewish. So we always had this like Arab Israeli conflict growing up. We had this kind of love hate stuff and you can't do this stuff anymore today, at least in public. Um, <laughs> but there would be a lot of uh, racial humor between us. And by the way, what's so funny about the Arab Israeli con- conflict is they're both semi, they're all Semites. Like, <laughs> I mean, Christianity piggybacks on Judaism and Islam piggybacks on Christianity. They all believe in the same God, but there's so many problems in this world associated with, with the religions. It just blows my mind. But what, what, what's so funny is, and I, I just, I'll share this one racial joke that's at my expense. We were going back and forth one day, I think in like eighth grade. And see, I didn't have older brothers. Jason did. And they were, Jason, uh, Part of why he's Ari Gold, he's not just great with money and he's the guy, you know, he'll make things happen, but uh, he's, he's smart as fuck. Like he is really intelligent, especially with the insults. If you, if you need to be cut down, if you need to be cut down at the knee with words, Chase Levine can do it. And so we're going back and forth and he, he says to me, well, at least my dad's not on the cover of a pack of cigarettes, meaning, you know, the camel cigarettes because he's Arab. And it was, it was such a good fucking zinger. I, I couldn't say anything else, so I had to just like, I probably, I think I got physical with him, or I, I may have smashed it. I took an apple, and I think I may have smashed it on top of his head. Um, so we we had that this type of relationship. What's so funny, and, and in other parts of the world we'd be enemies, but in the U.S. of A., we're best friends. You know that that diversity and uh, being able to like make fun of each other in kind of an insulting way, but still be friends at the end of the day. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. And I think many of you that have close friends can relate to that. And surely I can't share all these jokes on the podcast. Otherwise I'll be canceled. But, you know, I, I, hopefully we can find a way at some point in this cancel culture to go back to, uh, you know, and, uh, find, a, find a balance. I don't know. A more centrist <laughs> approach. But we just had so much fun together and uh, legit the best three-point shooter I've ever seen in person and uh, the only thing that really held him back, and it's not insulting to him, is just, you know, he didn't have some of the genetics that these NBA players have. He has the skill. He, this motherfucker has the skill. What's funny is he's a grown man now, and he actually, like, he's got about 20 or 30 extra pounds in him than he did when we played. So he's actually more physical. There was a point, like, I, I got thrown out of practice one time in eighth grade because I, I was always very physical. And I, I, being overweight, you have to use that to your advantage. And this motherfucker would take uh, charges. So I'm like, you know what? He, this guy's trying to take a charge. I was going coast to coast in practice. And I had already, he already had taken a couple of charges. And I saw he had his feet planted. I'm like, you know what? You want to take a charge. I'm going to give you the hardest fucking charge you'll ever take. And you'll never give another one again. And I, I just ran right through him. And I got thrown into practice. And uh, we joke about this, about it to this day. 
But um, he he's in one of the moves we on, on the Saturday when we played. This motherfucker dropped his shoulder and put it in my ribs, and I was like, I'm not even mad. I can't believe because like, he has a physicality now we didn't have before. He still plays. Uh, a couple times a week at the JCC, the Jewish Community Center in Milwaukee, and uh, so it, it just—it's really fun to see. And he's got amazing calves. I told him this. I'm like, Chase, I, I I pay for your calves. If I could take his calves and put them on my uh, pair them with my thighs, you know, I, I could really do something special, make some serious money in, in the game. But can't have it all. Got to have an Achilles heel. I think that's how. Uh, whatever belief system, I think that's how we we stay humble. So, uh, and he'd be my eating buddy and nonstop laughs at this guy. Prue Dalen. I call this motherfucker the optimizer or Captain America. He, uh, he does work with Gatorade. Um, one of the hardest workers in and outside of the weight room you'll ever know. One of my first training partners, just a, uh, a true work ethic. The loyalty of a fucking golden retriever. And, and honestly, the, the physical ability to like one of the best athletes you'll ever meet, not great at basketball, but one of the best athletes you'll ever meet. And uh, he's kind of a mix between Captain America and Bradley Cooper from Wedding Crashers, like super physical, super competitive. Uh, occasionally I have to kind of tell him, okay, let's not, we don't want to hurt people. We don't want to hurt the commoners because he's so physical. And, um, but man, like the best dad you could ever ask for, like a, a, an amazing dad and husband. His family has always been like the family I always dreamed of having. I touched on this a bit on becoming a better husband and the kind of the broken home I grew up in. And I was lucky to have these examples in my life of like, oh, so people can be in the same house and not all hate each other. And it was like, oh, okay. So there, there is, this isn't just a thing that everybody has. Uh, a lot of people have broken homes, but there actually are some good homes too. Um, so he'll never know how much that example, and I've told his father this, how much that example meant to me and, and wanting to make a better home for myself and my wife. And if we ever have kids, you know, it'll be an example I can always pull from to see how to do it right. Cause they, they really did some of the best kids you'll ever meet. They, his family, he and his family have been some of the most supportive and loyal people in our lives. And, uh, his, when we recently sold the muscle tea, uh, and like our, our second and third items now with sleep so separately at sleep so separately.com. His brother, one of the first clients I ever trained because they were willing to give me their son as a client because they believed in me so much and wanted to support me when I started personal training back in 2005, 2006. He was the, f the first purchaser of the muscle tea. And in full disclosure, he and his father were part of our five angel investors, two of our five angel investors in StreamFit. And this guy, when I had to go and tell them that we just couldn't make it work, um, he gave me his hard-earned money, and uh, I couldn't deliver for him. And it, it it will always crush me. And I and he's told me many times, you know, it's not a big deal. This happens, but um, I avoided him for a couple of years because I was so fucking embarrassed. And you know, it's one of those things like they call it the friends and family around for a reason when you do a any sort of startup or investing that requires capital. Who else do you go to at the same time? Like, it's fucking devastating. Uh, if it was just some fucking wealthy stranger, I mean, I would feel bad because that's just kind of who I am. Like, I like to deliver on what I fucking promise. So when I don't, I feel like a failure. I feel like a fraud. But it's especially painful when it's uh, a friend or family member because, wow, man, like, uh, it just sucks. And 
obviously I'm trying to get over it and he's been so good in helping with that. And so was his father. And, uh, same time, like, uh, they, they, they had the right to never talk to me again. And, uh, they've stuck with me. I'll never forget that. And his friendship and his family support and friendship and their model and example has meant everything to me along the way. Let me try not to fucking cry in one podcast. Jesus. The last guy, Kosmin Arashad. We'll call him the Pakistani prince. His family's from Pakistan and uh, one of the founding members of the Tan Clan. We went to a very fucking white school. And uh, the few African-Americans we had there were friends of ours as well. And there was, uh, we had a couple black friends that went to the school. Uh, there was a, a Persian from Iran. Uh, Kasim was from Pakistan. I'm, I'm kind of this mixed uh, half Arab Austrian. So uh, it was just kind of weird. Like everybody's super, it was a very white, wealthy school and you know, um, you know, we, we, we didn't come from that in that way. So it was just, we connected a lot because of that. We're kind of outsiders. So, um, the most effortly, effortlessly stylish dude we knew growing up. I mean, this dude, like we call him GQ just fucking shows up. Like we had a, we had a uni- a school uniform and it's like, you know, khakis and then a blazer and then a tie. You could do a bow tie, but usually necktie and then a dress shirt. But Everyone else would like get the basic shit, but Kosmin Arashad would fucking have, he'd come in just like GQ and, and there'd be like, he'd find like the, the velvet blazers and like just the coordination and just the, he would just show up. He'd always have the right amount of product in his hair, just effortlessly, effortlessly stylish. And I was like, dude, when did you become so, uh, so fashionable? And again, because we've never really complimented each other in that way. He got like kind of. <laughs> he's like, oh no, like he got like uncomfortable and he thought maybe I was making fun. I'm like, I'm genuinely trying to give you a comment, compliment. Like I just started a fashion line, but you really should have a fashion line. You've got some of the best style I've ever seen. So I still don't know if he understood I was trying to compliment him or not. And I'm going to send this podcast to him and he still may not understand, but uh, he's just that guy. He's just a great sense of fashion. He's very cultured. He, uh, you know, his family was always very involved in the Muslim community in Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, people just think Muslims are from Saudi Arabia. You know, they're all over the world. And so he, he has such an access to all these different parts of the world. And and being so cultured, you know, you get you can pull from all this fashion influence around the world. And just uh, he's just that guy. Like he's this jet setter. He's a business mastermind, an incredible father and family man. And if I'm being completely honest, too, I, I struggled a lot with my identity growing up because like, I'm this like half white uh, Packers fan uh, in Milwaukee. And then my father is this Muslim from Tunisia and I'm mixed. So I'm white enough to pass, especially when I was younger, because I didn't really have like the Arab nose yet. Or a lot of my Arab features kind of developed when I was like 18 and later. Um, So I could pass, but then we'd have events and my dad would be there and then things would be different. And uh, a lot of what I saw about Islam was not, a positive thing because of the home I was living in. But he used to take me on Friday nights to uh, the community center uh, where a lot of Muslim kids and, and families would get together. We'd play basketball. And I've talked about this before. Like you, you get these stereotypes of, of, of Muslims and the Muslims that live in America, uh, we love hip hop. We love basketball like Michael Jordan. like, And that's what we were exposed to. And they're all just great people. And they fucking love this country. And they came here for a reason. And they worked their asses off to be good citizens and to be good Americans. So that gets lost a lot in 
media and other things. Um, so uh, I just think it's important to understand that too. Um, and he, he showed me that more positive side of Islam and he gave me a sense of community that I had trouble finding growing up and I'll, I'll never forget him for that. And his parents were, were great with that as well. He's a solutions first guy and he's ride or die. Like you, you want a friend like Kosmin Arishad, not just because he's the most stylish and the ladies and the guys will, uh, will want to be around you when, when, when he comes around flossing all that style and flavor. But he's just a great dude, man. Those are my friends. And uh, I want to challenge you to reach out to some of your best friends from back in the day. Tell them how much you love them and try to compliment them if possible because it's tough, especially if you're a guy, because they, they really don't know how to respond to it because all we tend to do is make fun of each other and, and punch each other and slap each other and fart in each other, whatever else you do, immature boys do. But uh, schedule the inaugural Friends Weekend. Commit to it. Uh, I cannot wait for the next year. I don't know where we're going to go, what location, but it was what I needed. Uh, I, need, I needed some, some male camaraderie in my life. And uh, I thank them for coming back into my life. Uh, you know, they were always great friends to each other, always tried to be great friends to me. And I, uh, man, I dropped the ball. And I hope I can make it up to them. And I uh, love them. And I'm so proud of them, what they've accomplished. And uh, I just can't wait to keep watching and keep being a part of their life and try to keep adding value to theirs because they've added so much to mine. Send me a voice message on Anchor with any questions you have uh, for future episodes. I appreciate listening to a non-fitness episode. But this is the stuff that's really important, guys um, and gals. So a five-star rating and review is much appreciated. Please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And uh, please take take my challenge. It's more important It's more important to me that you accept this challenge than any other fitness, nutrition, any other bullshit that I've talked about because this is the stuff that really matters. And this is the stuff I lost when I was this fucking fitness not only obsessed about his stupid fucking career as an entrepreneur trying to prove myself to others as this underestimated you know, guy who came from a broken home that wanted to show that he could do something big in life. And in reality, I already, none of those motherfuckers mattered that I was trying to prove um, or compare myself to. It was just my friends that were with me from day one. And I forgot about that. And I will never forget about that again. I love you guys. Peace.